0: So glad you could join us for mornings at YCBC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with him. So let's get into the word. It is, it's really good to be back and um, as we were preparing or as I was seeking God about this because I actually, I gave you some notes because I really felt that God spoke to my heart. He spoke to my heart and said, this is an important thing for YCBC. This is an important message for the 2582 community, for YAS, for the community. So you've got some notes. Whether I get to them all or not, God's going to speak through this stuff. I really believe that God wants you to hear this this morning. And, you know, he reminded me as I was preparing as well. God called Pam and I came to come to Australia back in 1999. And when he spoke to us, it was like Matthew 10. He called us out. We'd never been to this place in our lives. We came here with our young family. Youngest was three. We knew nobody. And yet, you know, in 23 years, God has been so faithful. And these songs we were singing this morning, God has been so faithful. We were, I was blessed by the worship. I so was. And, and I said to Laurie this morning, I said, how are you? And he said, do you really want to know? He said, I'm dangerously well. Are you dangerously well for God this morning? Because we need to get dangerously well for God to, to push back on things that, where Scripture can't go in schools, to push back in this valley where Jesus will reign once again. He will be declared as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you might have think, Keith has prepared a message that is actually in advance of Christmas, and, and it's okay. But that message that we have tonight, we're going to draw some stuff on there because God wants to inter- interrupt your plans. Are you willing for God to interrupt your plans? Your plans in this valley, your plans for a nice life, are you willing to let God interrupt your plans for his purposes? Because that's what we're going to talk about today. He really is about interrupting your plans. I was a copper, as many of you know, for 20, 15 years in London, policing, walking the streets, running police stations. I get saved, God interrupts my plans. It says, go to Australia, go with your family. It was like Abraham, we'd never been here. But God has been so faithful, so faithful. And yet the call on us was Luke 4.18. It was Isaiah 61 to preach the gospel, the good news of the gospel, to preach that to the kingdom of God, to bring the kingdom of God in to see healing and restoration. And as I was preparing, I went and looked at your the mission and the values of this church. Go look at it. If you haven't looked at it for a while, go look at it. Because you know what it is? It's Isaiah 61 to Luke 4.18. 4, Go preach the gospel. The kingdom of heaven is here. It's here already. Go preach it, it says. See healing and restoration come in this valley through YCBC. You might say there this morning, "How, Laurie, how young are you today? You're really young. How young are you? He's 90 years young. 92. 92 years. You, know, you might say, well, I'm too old to be used by God. And the kids are in kids' chairs. You might say, I'm too young. But you know, God's not actually interested in your abilities today he wants your availability are you available to God you know you might say well I haven't got giftings I can't do this and I can't do that and the first time I got up to preach he was like God I can't do that he said don't worry I'm with you He's not, He not it doesn't call the gifted he gifts the called and each one of you this morning I want to tell you you're called you're called God didn't bring you to this church by mistake he didn't bring you to this valley by mistake you might have been born here you might have moved here like we did but God is going to do something in this valley if you'd let him interrupt your plans for his purposes. He really cares about YCBC. You know, you're not called Yass Valley Baptist Church, are you? You're called YCBC. I kind of thought about that. Yas Community Baptist Church. The community is Yas. The community is 2582. We haven't got time today, but I looked at that in Strong's. In the Old Testament, it's all about Nehemiah. Rebuilding the walls, God wants to use his kids to rebuild the walls of his temple in the valley. We may get to that another day. But you know, who makes plans here? Anyone make plans for the year? Yeah? Did you make plans on January the 1st? I never do that anymore because January the 2nd, they're gone. Now we can make plans, can't we? We can make plans, but it's God who orders our steps. It's God who leads us and orders our steps. So for 23 years, we've been going, God, what's next? But our calling is still Isaiah 61. But do you know the way God works a calling out? That's the thing that changes. We have to listen. Because sometimes there's a season for this and a season for that. God wants us to listen. You know, and who's made plans that have been totally messed up? Absolutely. I, I made some plans a few weeks ago to go and do some training in Canberra. I got in my car. And I hit that bit where you can do 100 on the highway. There's not many bits at the moment. I did the, hit the, the bit where you can do 100 kilometers an hour. And I'm going 100 kilometers down, I hit my brakes, and guess what? No brakes. No brakes. Handbrake, no handbrake. I said, well, that's interesting. I thought to myself, <laughs> didn't really. I was going, okay, what am I gonna do? And back came my police training. The Lord promised, said, use your gears. I slowed down, I managed to get to a safe space, and then I had to call the NRMA and I said, well, I can't do training today, but I was right near the training center. The NRMA said, We'll be two hours. So I went in, I started the training, I was working with someone else. And right at the time that that other person took over, I got a text message that said, NRMA are outside. Went outside, talked to this guy. And he was such a friendly guy. And I got talking to him. He said, Oh, aren't you freaked out about this? I got to talk about Jesus. I got to talk to him about Jesus. I said, Well, Jesus prompted me to remind me to do this. and it was great. And he said, Look, we're going to be two hours to get a tow truck to take you to Murren Bateman. I said, okay, well, I'll go back and do my training. And I went back to do my training. And the next bit, when my co-facilitator got up, I get a message that said, the Towie's outside. I go outside, I get to talk to the Towie. And I said, how's your day? And he, he was a really pleasant guy again. He said, sorry, I was a bit late, but it was all, this was all in the space of about an hour. And I got to talk to G, about Jesus to him. And I go, And my whole day was actually interrupted, but God had a plan for these two guys to hear about Jesus. And, you know, one of them says, I've been thinking about that for a while. We didn't have a lot of time. He had to drive my car to bait. But, you know, God wants to interrupt our plans for his purposes. He really, really does. So what about God's plans? I want to have a look at some scriptures about God's plans versus us. And then I want to talk to you about three things. Three things from the story of Mary and Joseph. So God's plans. In Job 25.2, it says this. God is sovereign. He is awesome. Who likes that? God is awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. awesome. Are you not happy about that this morning? God is awesome. God is sovereign. God is awesome. And everything in the cosmos fits and works in his plan. It fits and works in his plans. That's amazing. God's a planner. Now, for 15 years, I was in emergency management. That's why I kind of got connected with the SES. I love emergency management. I'm planning for disasters, planning for stuff that's happening. But God himself is a planner. But he lets us make plans. So we make these plans, but then he orders our steps. He's the one who organizes it. He's sovereign and he's a planner. Here's another scripture, Job 37:12. The clouds turn around and around under his direction. They do whatever he commands throughout the earth. God's in charge of the weather. We might not think that right now. You know, with all the rain, you go, God, are you really in charge? God is in charge of the weather. Look at what happened with Noah. He was out in the ocean. You know, build the ark, get out there. God controlled it, brought the dove. He was in charge of the weather. He's absolutely in charge of the weather. That's why Jesus walked on the water because he was God and he can walk on the water because he controls the weather. He controls everything in this cosmos. There's another scripture, Psalm 33:11. God's plans endure forever and ever. His purposes last eternally. How long do they last? Eternally. How long did my plans last at the beginning of the year? About five minutes. But God's plans, they last eternally. That's amazing. And then one more. Isaiah 14, 27 says that when the Lord all-powerful makes a plan, nobody can stop it. I like that. God's God's word doesn't go out void. These guys were leading us into worship. That worship was going around. and We were praying here this morning going, where does that word go? Well, I can tell you it goes to the UK because I've got friends who watch this church. Not just because we come along, they watch other services too, but they go, there's something going on in your valley, Keith. There's something going on. When the Lord All-Powerful makes a plan, he's got a plan for YCBC. He's got a plan for Yas Valley. He's got a plan for this nation. We just need to let him interrupt our plans so that we can get on board with his plan and purpose. No one can stop it. Here's some of those things. Yeah. No one can stop it. God is sovereign. Everything in the cosmos is under his control. you know what that says to me? We can actually say that good old Australian thing, no worries, mate. We really can say no worries, mate, because it's all under God's control. No matter what we do, it's all under... God's got your plans. He's got you. You can relax. Well, he's really relaxed. You know, he loves, he loves Jesus. He loves Jesus. So we can relax when we're the children of God. And Henna gets up and talks out of my most favorite verse in the Bible, my most favorite chapter in the Bible, Romans 8, children of God. That's our call, main, first and foremost. God wants his kids back. But you know, God's got it. He's got this church. He's got this town. He's got 2582. He is doing stuff. God will have the last word. Nobody's going to stop it, and it'll be a good word. It's a good word, because God's good. Is he not good? God is good. I love Jesus. I never stop talking about Jesus. Every opportunity, people have told me, stop talking about him. You talk too much, I'll talk more, because Jesus. Well, what else are we going to talk about? We've been talking about the footy for a while, but we, you know, Jesus is eternal. We're not robots. Not one of us is a robot. We get a chance to make our plans, but God orders the steps because God's plans are the best. And God wants to interrupt our plans. Sometimes he actually wants to mess them up. Do you know it actually happened to Jesus? Do you know his dad used to mess up Jesus' plans? He did. Justin, we're going to look at some of that in Luke 8. Just gonna, this, is, this is a little pricey, a day in Jesus' diary, okay? This is a day out of Jesus' diary, but you see, his diary came with this disclaimer: "All plans are subject to change, sign my dad." Okay? It did. Because here's Jesus. Luke 8, this is my take on it. I've got all the verses you have them later, but there was an impromptu meeting, Jesus said, to a large crowd that gathered spontaneously. That was followed up with a meeting with my disciples, because I had to explain what they didn't understand. My mother and brother, brothers unexpectedly turned up. that got a bit awkward. Across the lake with the disciples and saw, so suddenly a storm got up and they freaked out. I had to calm the storm. We get off to the other side and suddenly a naked and violent demon-possessed man immediately approaches us. The demons enter a herd of pigs and unexpectedly they go into a lake. The townspeople spontaneously gather again. We cross the lake and as we cross the lake a man met our boat and said, Can you come to my house? Because my child's well. And on the way, a woman suddenly comes up and gets healed of an issue of blood. And this is all in one day. This is the day. Do you get the picture? Jesus got interrupted. Why did he get interrupted? I'm glad you asked. He got interrupted because of this. Jesus made himself available to his dad, to the father, to the Holy Spirit, and to the people around him. Now that thing about me driving down the highway... I could have gone, give the keys to the guy and said, off you go, see you later. But I really felt that the Holy Spirit said, if I'm going to interrupt you driving down the highway, there's something I want to do. So will we let ourselves be available? Let's say, God's not interested in your ability today. He's interested in your availability to the Father, to the Holy Spirit and to the people around you, the people outside there, the people in soldiers club, where we're going for lunch afterwards, for the people in the cafes, for the people Walking down the street. God wants us to be available to that. He also interrupted a whole bunch of plans, and I'll give you a list of people there. You know, normal people like you and me. Paul was comfortable as a Pharisee, but God needed a church planter. Hey, you know, Paul was the only one in this list that actually was doing something wrong at the time. And the first time God interrupted my plans, my plans were not good. My plan on about the 1st of April. 1996 was to take my life. That was my plan. I was done. My family would be better off without me. The next day, God interrupted my plans with his purposes. And I got saved. And now that's why I talk about Jesus. Because I value life. The life that Jesus gave me back on that day. So that was was why I love Paul. Abraham, he was comfortable in ill. uh, But God called him on a journey of faith. We left in 1999. We packed up our house. We got on a a plane to come to Australia. And yes, we've been back for visits, but this is where God has planted us. Moses, he was comfortable herding sheep in the wilderness, and God needed to have him as a deliverer. Jonah was comfortable preaching to Israel, but Nineveh needed to hear the message. Nehemiah was comfortable as the king's cupbearer. But guess what? The walls needed rebuilding. And I think that 2582, the walls need rebuilding around here. And Mary Mary was living a young, simple life, making her plans, got engaged, gonna get married, and God himself invades her world with a life-changing message. It was life-changing. It's life-changing for all of you. We're sitting here because God intervened with Mary and Joseph. Hey. Incredible. Yeah. God used all of these people because they allowed their plans to be interrupted by his purposes. So what does it mean? For God to interrupt your plans. I'm glad you asked me that one as well. (laughs) Let's have a look at three things in the time we've got left. Three things that radically change this world. So when God interrupts your plans, it means this. Number one, that blank in your notes. God is trying to get your attention. He got my attention driving down the highway. He got my attention... On the 2nd of April, 8.35 in the evening, 1996, when he invaded my world because he said, my plan for you is for life and life to the full. You know who gives you plans for the opposite, for death and for dying? The enemy, Satan himself. He came to lie, steal, kill and destroy. But guess what? God's plans endure forever. They're eternal. So he wants to interrupt you and get your attention. He did that. Luke 1, 26 to 33 just have a little look at that again in the sixth month after elizabeth had become pregnant god sent angel gabriel to nazareth a town in galilee he was sent to a virgin a girl, enga- a girl engaged to a man named joseph he came from the true line of the family of david the virgin's name was mary the angel greeted her and said lord has blessed you in a special way he is with you mary was upset because of these words and she wondered, what kind of greeting could this be? Do you know that tells me? What kind of greeting could this be? That wasn't the first time Mary encountered the Holy Spirit and the visitations of angels. She didn't freak out. Can you imagine an angel walking in your room? Hi, I've come from God. Wouldn't you freak out? Mary didn't. What kind of greeting is that, she thought. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. God is very pleased with you. You will become pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You must call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high God. The Lord God will make him a king like his father David long ago. The son of the most high God will rule forever. They are from the family of Jacob. That kingdom will never end. Right there, God got Mary's attention. Hey, Right there, walked into her, into her life. She had all these plans. She had a plan to get married to settle down, maybe to have some kids. And her husband, Joseph, well, he was going to set up a carpentry business. He still went ahead and did a bit of that. But God, the angel Gabriel walks in and goes, time out, time out. God has a new plan for you. He wants you to have a baby. And by the way, it's God's. He wants to make you pregnant with him to bring a son into this world. And he's going to be the savior of the world. That's incredible. You just think that changed Mary's plans. And the verse straight after that says this, in verse 34. How can this happen, Mary asked? I am a virgin. When God interrupts your plans, you know what? It's okay to ask questions. We've asked a lot of questions over the last 23 years. God, why did you bring us here? God, why did you take us there? But his plans have always turned out for the best. I have hindsight, right? Twenty-twenty vision looking back. I don't know what God's doing in our lives right now, but he's changing our plans for his purpose. The call is still the same, Isaiah 61, but he says, I'm, I'm getting in your way, Keith. And then Joseph finds out, and we haven't got time today to go to Matthew 1, 19 to 25, but Joseph finds out that his, his fiance is going to have a baby. And he thinks, he's a lovely man, Joseph's a really kind guy, and he goes, you know what? We're going to do this little quiet thing and we're just going to separate. And and then the angel comes and visits him in those verses and says, Hey, Joseph, new plan. Marry Mary. Go on, get on with it. So he follows up interrupting. You know, God didn't stop interrupting once he'd interrupted Mary and Joseph. God likes to show off, I think. He interrupted a bunch of shepherds. He interrupted a bunch of kings. He interrupted an innkeeper. He just went on interrupting until his plan came to completion and the baby was born. God wants to get mess up our plans. He wants to intervene. He wants to interrupt our plans. He wants to get our attention, church. He wants to get our attention. And I think we need to start to listen because that's what he wants us to do. God wants us to listen. When I was in the cops, used to have... Radios. Anybody who's worked with radios, we use them in the SES. And when you send a message, you click on it and you go da 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 da, and you say what you want and you go over and you let go of the button, and that means you're then on receive. Have you ever met anybody who's permanently on send? They're like on send 24 7, you're trying to. And they're on send all the time. God wants us to listen. It says in Psalm 81 13 this. I wish my people had listened to me. Now, that's in the word of God. I wish my people would listen to me. If that's in the word of God, that suggests something to me. Sometimes we don't listen. I think sometimes, church, we have ADD. That's attention to death disorder, not ADD that we know. We become deaf. We don't listen. God gets a busy signal because we've got all our plans. We've got life going on. We're doing these things. But God said that and he says, you know, so God got our attention. I went back to, I was working in social recovery because of the quarantine last year. And I was setting up a quarantine center in Canberra. and doing some stuff like that. And we're running the gathering. We're doing a bit part-time of each. And God says to me, this is it for this year. I've got new plans. And then in April, we were preaching and ministering at a church in Canberra. And uh, after the service, this little lady came up to me. And she, she came with this bag of coins to Pam and I. And she goes, God has me collect $1 coins. I said, that's nice. It's lovely. And she goes, and then I pray, and God tells me to give, put them in bags and give them to people. I said, that's really cool. She said, Here's your bag. And she gave us this bag of coins. And we're driving along, coming home, or we're actually going to our gathering. And, and Pam says, Is there $27 in there? And we open the bag and we count it, and there's $27 in there. And you go, Well, the reason $27 is important to us is that when we were called from the UK to here in 1999, we needed $27,000 to get us here. We were only coming for six months to do a course with Youth of the Mission. And the a little lady in our church came up to us and gave us a 10 pound note. And at the time, it was worth $27. And it was like there in our car, the Holy Spirit invaded and says, "I'm I'm interrupting your plans. It's time for a new season. I'm about to do it again. See, God likes to get in the way of our plans, eh? You know, here we go again. And then in June, I'm walking my dogs and I'm minding my own business and and God just speaks to me and says, Keith, I want you to do this. And I said, do what now? I really did. I said, that is not on my agenda, Lord. I am, remember I said at the beginning, I am 62, Lord. And he says, Caleb, go and take your mountain. So I know that God's with us. You know, I... I have to listen to God. So we need to listen to him, church. It says in this, in James 4, 13 to 15. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go there to this city. We'll spend some time there. We'll carry on business. We'll make money. That's great. They're all valuable things. We have our own businesses. People have business. They have to make money. But what's not in there? God, is that your plan? Goes on, it says, why? You don't even know what's happening tomorrow. You should say, if it is the Lord's will, we'll live there or do this. And that's where Pam and I have landed over the last 23 years. God, what is your will? Your will be done. Your kingdom come, not my will. Now, my will's pretty, pretty weak, to be fairly honest. You know, go somewhere. You know, nobody knew what was going to happen at the end of 2019, did they? Not one of us knew. Bushfires. COVID lockdowns, all sorts of things. But God knew he didn't fall off his throne. He just, well, listen to me. We need to listen. So why does he want us to listen? Because he loves us. He loves us first and foremost, and his plans are the best, and we have 2020, 2020 vision in hindsight. You know, I look back now, and I see how God has orchestrated our life, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yes, I could have done 30 years in the police, we would not have been married. We would not have been together and I probably wouldn't have been alive. So God's perspective on what we have to do is better every single time. So we need to listen. Second thing is that God has a better plan than your plan and my plan. So number two, God has a better plan. So in Luke 1:35, the angel answered. So Mary's gone, why? I'm still a virgin. The angel answers and says, the Holy Spirit will come on you The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born, and you will call him the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is now in her sixth month. When I got saved, Pam was pregnant. She had her youngest child in her. She was five months pregnant. And it's interesting. We've been journeying on a, on a process for the last five months. God wants to interrupt. And Elizabeth was pregnant in her old age. And you know, Mary asked that question. That's okay to ask questions. But what happened with Elizabeth? Somebody said, show me a sign. And they were silent for the remainder of that pregnancy. God, It's okay to ask questions. But God wants us to, to know. He has a better plan. And the other bit, it says right in verse 37. No word of God will ever fail. No word of God. If you have a word of the Lord, it will not fail. It will come to pass. It will. God's journey, but it will come to pass. No word of God will fail. God's plan is so much better than ours. church. It really is. God will never change your plans because your plans are better. I've got to tell you that. He will never change them because they're better. He changes them because his plan is better. His plan is better. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And in that better plan, there's kind of three parts that I pulled, pulled out that jumped out to me. God's plan is good. We sang about the goodness of God. Thanks, Rachel, because God is good. All the time. All the time. And all the time? I love Don Mallon. He's good. It says this, you know, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know what I'm planning for you, says the Lord. I have good plans, plans not to hurt you. I have plans to give you a hope and a future. God has eternal plans for us, YCBC. He has eternal plans for this community. He has eternal plans for the Southland of the Holy Spirit. Second thing out of that is God's plans more rewarding. It's more rewarding. Absolutely more rewarding than the plans that I had for us back in the UK. Rewarding forever and ever. 1 Corinthians 2.9. No one has seen, no one has heard, no one's imagined what great things, amazing things God has for those who love Him. That's all we're called to do is love Him. Love Him. If we love Him with our hearts open wide, He has amazing plans for us. You know, the things that have happened in our journey for the last 23 years blew my mind. Absolutely. Couldn't understand. The last 23 years have been an amazing journey. And the church, you know, he wants us to be involved in his rewarding plans for this valley. Do you want to get involved in those plans? I do. I love Jesus. I'm so grateful we followed his plan, that we're alive. But you know, there's one thing God's plan's better and bigger. But I need to tell you the truth that sometimes it's harder. The journey's not easy. God's plans are bigger and better, but the plan is sometimes harder. So if you're looking for an easy plan, my encouragement is don't follow God's plan because it can get harder and harder and harder. 1 Peter 4, 12, 13 says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the painful troubles and tests you suffer. As though God, you know, something was unusual was happening to you. Rather be glad that you're sharing Christ's sufferings. Romans 8 talks about that. We inherit a great inheritance if we share in His sufferings. So that you may be full of joy when the glory of God is revealed. God's more interested in your character than your comfort. He was more interested in Keith's character because when Keith got saved, his character sucked. It was terrible. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. I'm on a journey like all of us. Carl was praying this morning. Lord, thank you that you fill your Holy Spirit with broken people like us. But we're on this journey together. Mary and Joseph weren't following an easy journey, were they? You know, they faced gossip. They faced slander. Here's this unmarried mother. You know, these days, oh. But the context of that, there was such stuff that they were facing. You know, Joseph, Joseph, he, he had this, he had a choice. He had a hard plan. Do I abandon this woman? But God said, stay with this woman. Yeah. then Mary rode in, nine months later she rode in and I'm not a woman, you might have noticed but you know what? rode into town, nine months pregnant on a donkey we've been riding dirt roads for the last few months and they've not been, you know, painless but can you imagine that, I mean I'm sure the ladies in here can riding in and then giving birth without her mom without her family around her, without a midwife in a stable you know, just, that's hard and when God called us to come to Australia in 1999, the enemy attacked our kids because he attacks you at your weakest point. And when he called us to stay here and we had to get residency, Pam discovered a shadow on her lungs. Are we going to go home? And people are saying, do you think you should go back to the UK because your wife's not very well? And our house back in the UK has been sold and our furniture's on the way here and then I don't have a job and the house we're living in they told us we had to leave but we had the word of the Lord and we said no, God will work it out and guess what, I'm standing here today to say to you, God works out his plans every single time so out of all of that, the last thing the last thing he wants you to do with his better, bigger plans even if they're harder, is trust and obey him now, we've got a spiritual mum, had a spiritual dad he went to be with the Lord four years ago and she just talks about songs all the time and she said you know Trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. And it's true. God just wants us to trust him. We might not know what he's doing with us right now. We might not know what he's doing in this valley, but he wants us to trust. So Jesus said to his disciples, you don't understand what I'm doing right now, but you will know later. So many examples in our life that I just, it's too hard to count. And we just trust God. Joseph was tested amazing Mary said hi honey uh, I'm having a baby and by the way it's God's you know, Mary's plan was tested right at the end but here is what she did with her plan she put that out the window because when God spoke to her and said you're having this baby it's God's in Luke 31 38 it says this I am the Lord's servant Mary answered may your word be fulfilled in me wow May your word be fulfilled in me. Church, I I just encourage you today. Are you ready to say that? Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom come in this valley. Your kingdom come in YCBC. Because he's got amazing plans for this church. For people in this church. So as I finish, there's a couple of things I just want to touch on. We can trust God. Why have I trusted God and why has Pam and I trusted God in our journey, which has not been easy? Because I can trust in His character. I can trust in His love. His character never ever changes. He's so consistent in His love for me, so consistent in His relationship. Yet you never know what He's going to do next. Dear, that's God. It's God. His character is amazing. You can stand on that. You know you're always secure in God. But he suddenly goes, go do this. You never know what he's going to do next. But you know in the church, what I've found over the years sometimes, we can be so boringly predictable in what we do and so inconsistent in our relationships. God wants us to have solid relationships. Love God, love people, make disciples. It doesn't get any harder than that. That's the call of God on all of us. Love God, love people, make disciples. That's church. So we can trust in his consistent character. It's not rules, it's not religion, it's relationship. Jesus is calling today. He's saying, will you do that? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But God has prepared a way for those who earnestly seek him. When we seek him, and he says, when we seek him, we'll find him. When we seek him with all of our hearts, he's not a mental assent. He wants us to seek him with his hearts, to draw close. And He will reveal His plans. You know, He reveals His plans to the people who want to do them, not the people who want to hear them. You can hear them, but He'll show you if you want to do them. So God's trying to get our attention this morning, church. He's trying to get us to listen to Him. He's trying to tell you that His plans are better than yours. And all we have to do is trust and obey. So here's a scripture that you you might want to scribble it down and put it up on a wall I think it's in there. For, the, for this coming season it's from Psalm 138 verse 8 it says this it says the Lord will work out His plans in my life for His faithful love endures forever and He made me His faithful plans endure for how long church? forever, forever. that's amazing forever and you know God has a secret plan Do you want me to let you into God's secret plan? You do, don't you? I can tell. Ephesians 3, verses 9 to 11. God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It's a plan centered on Christ and Christ alone. Designed long ago, according to His good pleasure. And this is His plan. At the right time, at the right time, He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth and beneath the earth. This was his plan from all eternity. And it's now being carried out through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. That's the plan. Jesus. I haven't got any other plan. Pam and I don't have a plan B. What we do is not a hobby. But when God says, step over here, we step. We have to be obedient. So my encouragement to you this morning, is to be obedient. If God's got something on your heart, He'll work it out. He'll work it out. Can we pray? Can I pray for you? So Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for YCBC, God. I thank you for all the plans and purposes and destiny that you have for each person that's in this church. Lord, because yeah, you've got plans for the valley. Lord, you want to see this valley on fire for you. The Lord, right now, is it, every eye is closed. You know, there's one amazing plan that he always has. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, he wants to meet with you today. He wants to touch your heart. Like he did to me in April 1996 at 8.35. It's so precise. So with every eye closed, every head bowed, if that's you, I'm gonna, and if that's you online, I'm just going to pray a simple prayer. You can pray it at home. And if you're here, you can pray with me. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. Thank you that you love me. And I now confess you as my Lord and Savior. And I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Amen. And Jesus says, welcome home. Welcome home. And for those of you this morning, God's been touching your hearts about the plans that he has for you. Do you want to, I just encourage you, you want to surrender your plans, your, your plans to his amazing purposes that he has for you personally, for this church. If that's you. I just encourage you just to, to lean in this morning and thank him because he's heard your prayers. So, Papa, I just ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on those that are lifting up their plans, their their plans, and giving them over to you, God, for your purposes, your destiny. God. We bless your name this morning, Jesus. We thank you. You are the King of Kings and you have an amazing eternal plan for us individually, for YCBC, for this valley, for this nation, the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in His Word, stay in His love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.